Welcome to the Tiara's Tears and Triumphs show, a safe place for women to heal and grow, where we discover our value, share our tears as we go through the hard times and rise up as we become empowered to meet our challenges head on. A quick question before we dive into today's show. Do you ever wish you had more confidence to stand up for yourself? And do you wish that you had the courage to face the things that you are scared of? Now, I'm not talking about putting your safety at risk to achieve this. I am talking about being proactive in addressing the challenges you are going through. I remember feeling so trapped by what was happening in my life when I was in an abusive relationship that fear overwhelmed me and the loss of self-confidence I felt did a great job of keeping me in a cycle of abuse until things got completely out of control. When I look back, I wish that I had accessed every possible technique and strategy early on to help me become empowered and regain control over my life before things went from bad to worse. One of the things that stopped me from tapping into help and support was a real lack of money because of the financial abuse that was a big part of the relationship I was in. And I thought the type of support I needed would be too much for me to afford. And I was scared to spend money on meeting my needs because the bills, the groceries, the rent, etc. all came first. But there were times when I would spend money on things that were my escapes from the overwhelming issues I was dealing with. When I was at desperation point, I would sometimes turn to clairvoyance because I wanted some hope that things would get better in time. When I was feeling low, I would go and get my nails done or smoke too many cigarettes. Although these things seemed important at the time, because they either gave me hope or gave me a lift for a short time or were just a damaging escape which I went to when I was stressed. But they did nothing to change anything in my life for the better. Maybe you can relate to this and you too wish you had the resources to help you become strong and empowered enough to get your life back on the right track. Maybe you are afraid that help and support is out of your reach. That's why I wanted to make things super easy for you. So I've put together a couple of free offers to help you get started. You can access both these offers easily by going to sandyj.com.au. The first is a free guide with five tips to gain confidence and courage to deal with the tough stuff. The second is a free 30-minute call with me to get some one-on-one support to talk about what changes might be possible to get you moving in the right direction towards a life that you love. I want you to have useful tips you can implement in your life today to help you get started on the road to recovering control over your life and your choices. I get that your trust is broken and you don't know where to turn. That's why you can have this chat with me to see if you feel okay about leaning on me and borrowing from my skills and experience. 
My aim is to help support you when you feel like it's time to explore something different, when you are ready to try something new, to heal and grow. To get your free guide or to book your free call today, go to sandyj.com.au. To make it easy, I've put all the links in the episode notes for these free offers. Now, back to today's show. On today's episode, I have the great pleasure of chatting to one of the global nomads I know, Anya, from Poland, who I hosted in my home for a couple of months at the beginning of 2020. When I heard about the Workaway program, I was eager to give it a try. I really wanted my children to see firsthand how young people can be resourceful and live a full life outside of the conventional path, which often closes us off to other possibilities. I wanted them to know that there is a big wide world out there in which we live, which might be open to them to explore when they were old enough to travel on their own. And I wanted them to know that they could be resourceful like these young people we were hosting. So as we embarked on um, a more environmentally conscious path as a family, and we sought for ways to be resourceful with what we had, we opened our home to young travelers who were ready, willing and able to pitch in and lend us a hand with all sorts of DIY projects that we had, including things like creating vegetable gardens and building a chicken coop and even working on a home renovation. Um, And all of this was just done in exchange with what we provided which to these travellers, which was some stability in a home base with their own space with a comfy bed to sleep in and all their meals provided. Some stayed for a week, some stayed for a couple of months and each person was different and each experience was different for us as a family. We formed some really, really strong connections with many of the travellers who stayed with us. Anya was one which I formed an instant connection with. You might be thinking, what does all this young traveller stuff have to do with this podcast? A big part of the reason Anya took to travelling is to find a path to healing from abuse within her family. I have so much respect for Anya because she acknowledged the pain she was holding on to from what she had been through and made her path to healing her top priority. She recognized that when she healed that she would be able to live her best life. She is one of the most engaged, dedicated people I have ever had the pleasure to know on a path to personal growth, development and enlightenment. I miss her bubbly proclamations of good morning whenever she would enter the kitchen to greet us and greet the day. I hope that you enjoy this talk with this remarkable woman and that this interview inspires you too to rise and shine. Just a caution, if you feel unsafe 
at any time, please stop listening. You can come back any time you are in a safe place to listen to the rest of the podcast. Your safety is the most important thing to consider. Hi, Anya. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. I am so excited to be talking to you. I can't wait to catch up with you and find out how you are going on your big adventure. Before we dive in, I just want to share that I am blessed to have had Anya stay with me and my family as a traveler on a mindful path to grow and develop on a deep and meaningful level. We have had many travellers stay with us and each traveller leaves an imprint with us. Anya left many lasting impressions. One that stands out the most is her eternal optimistic approach to everything and to everyone. I would like to call her the queen of optimism (laughs) because that's the way I see you truly. But that doesn't mean that Anya has been without dark times in her life. These dark times have been a big influence on her earnest desire to live a happy, peaceful and beautiful life. So, Anya, can you please tell us a bit about yourself and your journey and why you have had this beautiful optimism that you want to share with the world? Wow, thank you, Sandy, so much for introducing me. It's such a great length. It feels really humbling (laughs) to hear all of this about you, but um, how can I say Queen of Optimism? Um, yes, at at some point, uh, in my life, I guess I just understood that, um, you are the creator. I am the creator of my own reality. And with the, the thoughts that we are thinking, um, the thoughts that we are choosing to think, because we can choose our thoughts. If we think of the positive ones, our experience will mirror that. So the reason why I'm always so optimistic is because I believe that good things will happen if I put good energy into it and it will bring a a manifestation into life. So it hasn't always been easy. It hasn't always been like that though. In my my journey um, so far, I found that staying optimistic but repressing emotions that are negative is not the way so i often found that i was really optimistic but deep down i was actually not feeling so great but i choose not to not to feel those emotions but with the experience i learned that it's really important to feel the whole range of emotions and you can still be positive So if you allow the sadness, if you allow the anger, if you allow whatever you need to allow, you can let it just be there because it belongs, but you can still be optimistic and you can still believe that your life is going to be beautiful, abundant and full of love. So I would say, yes, now I've totally integrated that 
and I keep practicing it in my daily life. Um, that's not to say though that there is no um, moments of weakness when we feel a little bit less. <laughs> this is normal. I was trying to remember how long it was that you stayed with us and um, can you remember how long you were here? I think I was uh, for about six weeks there. Yeah, I was thinking it was going towards two months and it was a very special time, wasn't it, where you and I had this time together um and clive was he was overseas wasn't he for a little part of it yeah for the first yeah for that first little bit and we just clicked straight away and we spoke the same language we we just um you're from poland and i'm not talking about that kind of language i'm talking about relatability we just clicked and we understood each other and um and where we were both coming from and we found that we thought about things in a similar way and we we looked at life in a similar way and um I just love it if you could share a little bit about maybe an example uh, that you can think of where, um, you know, you've had to face feelings that are not, that are, you know, perhaps, you know, negative feelings. Um, and when you've been experiencing those negative feelings, how you have remained had to have an optimistic outlook and what that actually looks like um yes okay i have a i have a, one example i think but uh, first of all this experience uh, staying with your family for the for the for the few weeks um when i talk about it to my friends i refer to you as my spiritual mom <laughs> You have gone through similar, really similar experience to my mom and with everything that we talked about your experiences, you really reminded me of her and, and I believe that we meet people in our ways that are messengers or mentors or teachers. And I know I've been praying for a teacher, for someone who can be this motherly figure or someone who's more experienced than me and can tell me show me or be an example of how you move past issues so yes so happy <laughs> thank you Anya and I know look you know I as much as you you know look upon me um in that light you know I also see and that's that whole mirror effect of what life really is when you are on that deep level um and wanting to live life on that deep level is we mirror these things between um each other and as much as you know i may have shown you some things you also showed me a lot of things too so it was a shared a shared learning experience and um and I absolutely loved that time. It's very, very precious time that we shared together. And I remember, you know, you left just when COVID-19 was just starting to um, make the world go crazy. And um, 
and it was impacting on you on a very real level because, well, perhaps you could share how, how that was impacting on you at that time. Uh, yeah, but just going back to your question, because you asked me uh, yes. how I uh, would deal with some maybe not so, um, not so positive emotions and how I would uh, remain positive. I actually, before um, doing this interview, I gone through my diary uh, as I was writing some things and I came across um, affirmation that I used when I um, discovered recent pattern that I was um, holding on to. It was a pattern of uh, the inner critic, the, the criticizing of self and not feeling worthy or good enough. And when those um, emotions, when they arise, for me, I think is the most important is to have compassion and patience for ourselves because um, we are our best friends. So with the with the patience and the, the love for that, we can overcome the the these uh, these difficult times. And uh, I wrote down the affirmation that I used to release the old, the last pattern, which actually manifested as a disease in my body. I, I was going through some pain, physical pain, as well as mental pain. And I knew what it was connected to. I read this wonderful book. It's, uh, it's called uh, You Can Heal Your Life by Lou. Hey. Yeah, she's amazing, isn't she, Louise? Hey, changed my life really. And I wrote down this uh, quote: "In the infinity of life, where I am, all is perfect, whole, and complete. I now choose calmly and objectively to see my old patterns, uh, and I am willing to change. I am teachable. I can learn, and I choose to have fun doing this. I choose to react." as though I have found a treasure when I discover something else to release. I see and feel myself changing moment by moment. Thoughts no longer have any power over me. I am the power in my world. I choose to be free. All is well in my world. Beautiful. That is such a powerful affirmation, isn't it? Yeah. That is so powerful. Thank you for sharing that. I love that. That's definitely um, going, yeah, going to help a lot of people. A lot of people can use that affirmation. That whole thing about um, self-doubt is, you know, um, the inner critic. It's, you know, I think it's a lovely conversation to have because um, it's something that I don't think is talked about a lot. I think it's something that we tend to keep inside and internalize and um, feel as though we're the only one who has that problem and we see that as a problem and we don't what we don't understand is that everybody has their own inner critic and um, you know there's no flaw in us for having that critical, you know, voice in ourselves, we're just like everyone else. Exactly. We and 
when I was when I was struggling with this pattern, I found myself that I was criticizing myself a lot more than normally, and the thoughts that I was having they kept perpetuating themselves, and they kept coming and and I noticed I started to criticize people in my life that they weren't doing enough for me and I came across a podcast um, on YouTube or or um, Spotify that was um, it came from a Buddhism uh, about the inner critic and the the inner conflict and in that podcast I heard, oh yeah, it was from a Buddhist um, uh, resources from Vipassana, I think. And then in this podcast, I heard that even Buddha had this inner critic voice in his head when he was sitting under a tree meditating and he said, he heard, who do you think you are trying to get enlightened? So even Buddha had the inner critic. And that realization for me that I was not alone, that even Buddha had this problem was like, Phew, I just started crying with the release. <laughs> it's fantastic, isn't it? It really is. It's liberating to come to that understanding because it, um, I'm speaking as somebody who has been a perfectionist in the past. And yeah, I was just going to say, I mean, it's not for me to say that, but I know that you have very high standards yourself. And um, yeah, I'll just share with Anya. Anya's, um, she's management material and she um, she's so very, very organised and strategic and um, and everything that she does she does um with zeal and um and just it has to be done the job needs to be done properly if she's going to do it but she does it joyfully which is i think is the secret ingredient that um you know makes your productivity um so empowered because you're not doing it you're doing it with your heart your heart's in it when you're doing it um and that i think is a, a you know another really lovely message to share with people is there's so much there's so much difference between um when you've got your attitude, you know you you're tackling something and it might be um, mundane and something that you really, really would rather not be doing. But if you have a joyful attitude while you're doing it, it you know, it it's done. And, you know, you go on with the next thing and it's no big deal. But when you, you know, have this thing and it's a mundane thing and you, you know, I think this is such a drag. I really don't want to be doing this. I, you know, I can't think of anything worse to be doing. And, that makes it 10 times bigger than what it actually is. Exactly. With the thought that you're putting in, you're creating your own experience. So if you're, whatever it is you're doing, if you keep telling yourself that you love doing it or you, you are, the, 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 the power is always in the present moment. If you're not enjoying the present moment, you're not going to enjoy the activity. So whatever it is that I do, if it's, cleaning a pantry or cleaning toilets <laughs> or doing something that's uh, even more fulfilling I always try to be okay in the present moment and with that 
you you take care of yourself and you will have a pleasant experience yeah yeah and uh, i mean that's what we want in life isn't it we you know we want to have enjoyment we want to have satisfaction and fulfillment and so much of that rests with us and our mindset doesn't it yeah, yeah our approach to it well you uh, you know that this podcast is um made for women who have experienced some form of abuse in yeah. a relationship um so um a lot of the listeners uh, you know will be um hopefully be taking a lot away from this interview giving them some tips and you know techniques to try in and it really if you have that curious approach to to trying something and say well i've been doing it this other way but why don't i try and do it this way and just see yeah see what happens and um i remember you know when you were at the tail end of your stay here and what was happening with COVID 19 yeah. and everything happened you know we all hear this unprecedented word like you know everything that happened was just completely unprecedented and it was because you know never before had borders closed and you know the whole your your journey which is all about travel and being on this adventure and going places and your dream was to go to new zealand and you were on the cusp of missing out on your dream and it was it was quite a a critical time for you and um and you had to act very very quickly and make some very quick decisions to make your dream come true can you share a bit about that yeah so what was happening is i had the flight booked to new zealand um, just three days before my visa expiry, which uh, is a one-year working holiday visa. Um, so it meant I had to be there or I would miss out on the next year of what I thought would be my life and my dream as well. And uh, with the, the whole situation being unraveled really quickly, um, New Zealand introduced self-isolation for travelers incoming and i knew i had to go into the country and self-isolate so that added uh, some stress to me to to organize the accommodation that's in line with the requirements and then there was this talk or there was this uh, feeling of borders being closed very soon and i had to um make a really quick decision i tried to book the flight on the same day as the new zealand introduced the self-isolation but the flight was sold out within minutes and then i was faced with a decision i had to well i didn't have to but i thought that was the best thing to do is to change my flight to fly as soon as possible and i just chanced it and tuned in to my intuition i booked a flight that was just four days sooner than my original flight but those four days were just enough to cross the border hours 
before it was closed. Yeah. When I arrived in New Zealand, I found out that that was one of the last flights um, yeah. from Australia. So, and, and with this whole process, with this whole, I felt there was a lot of whole range of emotions. There was a lot of fear, but also a lot of love. There was a lot of different emotions as people were, everything was so out of balance and I was being thrown from one extreme to another. And within that, I just had to really try hard to stay balanced and not get, not to give in to the fear because collective fear is real. Whatever we were listening to in the news, whatever, if you, you know yourself, you went to a shop, to a trip to shopping, uh, to the supermarket, and you came back with all these energies that have stuck onto you, uh, it's real. So yeah. even if you are not directly um, affected by it, it will, it will have an impact. So the whole process was just a matter of trust trusting the process that my dream because i know i'm supposed to be there it will come true and this was my ultimate test test of my patience test of faith and test of the ability of staying grounded mm. and yeah that was that was some difficulty for sure <laughs> well you passed the test with flying colors didn't yeah. you you know which is fantastic in new zealand <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this is one of the reasons uh, you know why i wanted so much to talk to you and interview you is because you have so much faith you you know you can't see the path ahead you know you don't have um a traditionally um sort of stable life in terms of you know having a house having a job you know your your life is very unconventional and um but you're a great example of somebody who um has just got lots of faith that life will unravel and unfold for you in a beautiful way, even though you don't have those securities that we traditionally might have where we've got a regular job with a regular income and we've got, you know, a place to call home you you know you are literally calling many places home as you journey along and you are very content with that being enough for you to sustain you in your life and not only sustain you but for you to to grow and to flourish you know when you're on this path which you can only see maybe one or two steps in front of you. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. And when you say it out loud, it makes me feel so much more grateful for what I have, really. And it's, it's something I've been really practicing since I've come to New Zealand, especially because with the, the pandemic, with the COVID, everything has changed i couldn't just go and travel freely like i wanted to i had to rethink my steps i had to reprioritize and 
I really had to put my faith into it. I mean, I was being tested for what I'm going to do. And especially, I mean, I already live unconventional life. Yes, I'm a traveler. I've been traveling for almost five years and I find myself in places where there is opportunities or where the energy takes me um, or experiences that I have to have. Um, but now even more so because when I was in lockdown, I really didn't know what to do. If I should, coming out of it, get a job and just go to get a job, like what I'm here for in New Zealand, working holiday visa, or if I'm going to spend my time really trusting my intuition and learning, developing this something that is um, growing inside of me and really put work into that. And, and with that, I made a lot of changes. I changed my diet. I, I stopped drinking alcohol. Um, that, that decision I made in Australia still when I was there and I stuck by it. Um, and so I made really big life changes and I decide, I, I know that if I stay on that path and I take care of myself in the best way I can, practicing yoga and meditation, eating good food, being honest, being truthful and treating people with love and treating myself with love, then I know that everything will be taken care of. And I don't know what it is that I'm supposed to be doing but because i'm only seeing two steps ahead like you say it's like it's like this metaphor i read i i heard it recently you know when you're driving a car and you're driving a car towards direction of melbourne say but you're driving in the middle of the night with your lights on you only see what's 50 meters ahead of you but you know if you set your direction to melbourne you will end up in melbourne yes so what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling now is if I feel good right now in this present moment and I know what I'm doing is the best I can do at this time for me and for benefit of other people, then I know I will be in a good place two, five years from now. So if I'm feeling good now, I know I will feel good in the future. Yeah, and you will. You've, you've got um, so much to offer you know, and um, who knows where your path will take you with your growth and development. I mean, I see you as being a teacher and um, you're, you're learning. You're so open to learning. You have so much to offer and so much experience to, to share with other people. So your path will unravel beautifully. And, um, I just wanted to talk over a couple of things. We talked about a lot of great um, skills and strategies to help women, you know, um, with their outlook, their general outlook, and maybe give them some food for thought about maybe some things that they can, you know, think about um, implementing, you know, in their in their thoughts and in their in their actions, in what they do. Um, but I just uh, wanted to ask you too, because I know that you've been through some dark times and um, I just ask you, um, what did you learn from those dark times? 
I learned the most important thing that you have to appreciate the darkness because without the darkness we won't know the light so this is this is what everything is about everything is duality in in life in on this planet or in the universe everything has two polarities when there is darkness there is light when there is when there's fear there is love when it's cold we we can feel the hot so without one we won't know what the other is so when we've been living in the dark with dark um, experiences whatever we had to go through we wouldn't know the joy of freedom we wouldn't know the the love we wouldn't know what it's like to be finally free and feel the release so i think it's important to not to repress the darkness and not to not to forget about it it's it's a part of us that's really important and it needs to be acknowledged but we are free finally to move on from that or there is a way that you can move on from that and it's needed it's needed for for us as souls to gain the experience that we are here to have yeah yeah and i you know like you're a very compassionate person um you know <laughs> well you know you just have to accept a few compliments from me you know while we're chatting <laughs> you are you know you're deeply compassionate and i think that that is those sorts of qualities are cultivated in people when they've gone through dark times because that enables them to be empathetic and understanding and compassionate towards other people who are suffering. Yeah. Um, okay. What advice would you give to someone who is questioning their self-worth? Well, um, there's a very powerful tool that um exercise that i've read um is to and someone actually many people told me this as well is to look in the mirror every day and just tell yourself that you love yourself and tell yourself that you are perfect whole complete and really the power of affirmations it's i can't stress how how um, amazing they are and it will feel in the beginning it will feel weird it will feel hard sometimes it may be painful to look at yourself and and to say but really everything everything starts from from just feeling good about yourself and and loving yourself so if there is some someone in your life or some thought or belief that you have that you maybe are not worth of something it's not true because it's something that if if it doesn't make you feel good it's not true because we have this emotional compass inside that allows us to know if we are on the right path if we fall off the path if we go off the path and we feel bad with ourselves we know we have to change our life in some way to make it better 
same way when we are really happy and content we know we are doing well and we are going in a good direction so this is our compass so our responsibility is really to take care of how we feel in the present moment if there is something we can change then do it if there is a, a situation that we are willing to accept then do it because fighting with it just brings resistance and suffering if there is a situation that you are in that you can you cannot change and you cannot stand for the way it is then remove yourself from that situation don't accept it because often we are uh especially as women i think we are often um we get used to the pain we are used to feeling the pain so we take the pain for um for uh i don't know our companion almost we we grow to we grow to accept the pain and live with the pain we accept it as part of ourselves so often we actually don't realize what the life could be without that mm. so it's important to acknowledge the pain and to to feel through the pain but we can change that if the situation is, especially if it's an immediate danger and we can remove ourselves from that, we should do that. Yes. And it's often, this is the most difficult part is the resistance. But if we can just move past that resistance and it feels really, it feels really hard to take the step, the leap. But once you've taken the leap, what follows after is the, it's called so-called the abyss. But really, it's like a feather pillow. When you take the step, the most important and the most difficult step, everything else falls into place. Yeah, that's a lovely way to put it, to say instead of it being like this dark, cavernous, you know, pit that you fall into, it's actually this comforting, soft pillow or cushion that you've fallen you've fallen into and you'll yeah you'll be okay so yeah. it is it's it's it is it's really really daunting taking those step and i was really surprised when i was doing some research to find out that on average it takes um a woman who has been in an abusive relationship, it takes her 12 attempts to leave that relationship before she is successful in doing that. And I can attest to that from my experience. I know it wasn't the first time. It was like a revolving door and it kept going around and around and around in the same circle. And as it went around in the same circle, it became progressively worse. And that it's quite insidious when it's happening because as you say, you're accustomed to the pain and you're, that becomes almost like it's, it's all, it's not a friend, but it's familiar. And because it's so familiar, you, it becomes normal, normal in your life. And you just think that this is just part of your life. And this is just part of your lot. And this is just part of what, life is for you what it equals and you know that um familiar entity that is there it confuses you it confuses your thinking and it makes you second guess yourself as to 
an alternative, seeing an alternative path, that there might be an alternative to this path that you're on right now. And the alternative path might be a much better path for you, but it's just such a daunting thing. So it, it does, it, what I encourage women to do is to seek support to please don't think that, you know, like, cause these steps are, can be very difficult. And, um, particularly when you've got somebody who is, um, with, you know, is being harmful, um, to do to leave that kind of abusive relationship is extraordinarily challenging and um whether you stay in the relationship or whether you leave the relationship you have an enormous amount of courage and what i try and impart to women is that this courage exists within them and it's just a matter of redirecting that courage to take that step to look at the alternative because they can always go back if they feel that that's the right thing to do, but at least to allow themselves to open up to that possibility of an alternative life for themselves without that abusive partner. So mm -hmm. it's, it is, it's a, I say that it's not for me to tell a woman to stay or to leave an abusive situation. It invariably that rests with her. She's the only one who can direct her next steps and take those next steps. So, um, but I do encourage women to seek support so that they have somebody there and not just one person, sometimes it can be many different supports in place to help them to take those difficult steps and to stay on the right track, not to go back onto the destructive path that they were on in the abusive relationship. Yeah, I often think that um, there could be um, a feelings of uh, shame mm. and guilt for uh, that are blocking um, blocking us from asking for help because we actually have to admit the most difficult in front of ourselves that we are in this situation and also there is a feeling of being um, a victim and sometimes feeling like that we deserve it in some way or what did we do to deserve it so i think asking reaching out for help um it's uh it's really important mm -hmm. because you'll mm -hmm. then find that it's not only you and that there is ways and that's there is it yeah that's it when you're in the situation you know you think that um yeah, as you say, the shame and the guilt can be really overpowering and can keep you silent, you know, can keep you from speaking up and, and talking about what's going on in your life because you feel ashamed that you are in the situation and how did I get here, you know? How did this become my life, you know? Yeah. I, like... It, how have I, how have I failed, you know, in that way? And to understand that, you know, one in three women, this is not an uncommon problem. You know, this is one in three women. That's a lot of women 
yeah. you know, who have been through some form of abuse in a relationship. How can we, how can we feel so alone? How can we feel so alone in what we are going through when one in three women go through this? Yeah. Yeah. I think collectively, just collectively as, um, as women, uh, and this is uh, something that we are doing here in the yoga retreat where I am, uh, we are having women's circles from time yeah. to time, especially around new moon and full moon. And we talked about this uh, collective trauma that we've gone through as women. And this is years or hundreds and thousands of years in past lives of women being abused, used as slaves, sold, and uh, I don't know, used as, um, just, just used and abused. And we carry this collective trauma um, together. And it's really, you can see that it's also really important that women are now helping each other to feel empowered. And we are regaining our reclaiming our power the power of goddesses you know how how important that is and and we are waking up from the years of being the manager from being the manager from being driven by the the masculine energy because we have been abused by the masculine side and so we feel like we have to step up to that so then we have the women who are the bosses and the managers and and they are um, disconnected we are disconnected from our feminine side from the emotions and this is something I've gone through I've gone through a, a long period of disconnection from that side so for me now I'm I'm healing that part of me that has been repressed that has been in hiding that's been dormant and now it's 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 really important to recognize the power that we have as women and to reclaim that to reclaim that and we can heal it yes absolutely yeah the last question that i was was going to save up for you is the podcast is called tiara's tears and triumphs what does that mean for you as a woman and i think you've already just answered it <laughs> i think you can use that as an answer totally yeah, yeah. <laughs> well it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you today and um it's there's just been so many beautiful jewels that you've left in this interview and i'm very very happy that we've had this time to reconnect um i just I love talking to you I love catching up with you it's been a while since we've spoken and I've seen I've I, I'm as I'm looking at you I see all these beautiful lush green you know foliage in the background and you know you're in a yoga retreat and you're off what are you off to do next I'm going to a 10-day silent meditation retreat it's called Vipassana I won't call you then. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but it's it's a it's it's another part of my journey where I've known about this um, course for years, for many years. But I always thought it's too hard, and I don't want to do it. And then it came to me like uh, four months ago in May, 
that I know there is one place in New Zealand, you can take part everywhere around the world. And then I had this voice coming back and telling me that, that I saw that word everywhere and I heard it almost every day. And I, I just knew I had to apply and uh, I, uh, I couldn't apply for the date that I wanted because the course was full. So I asked for the next date and turns out that the course I originally thought of applying was actually canceled because of second lockdown. Oh, wow. Yeah, which has just, we just came out of it on, on Sunday and uh, because I'm in Auckland and Auckland was in level three. Yes. So my course is still going ahead <laughs> and I'm going on Wednesday. So it's going to be really challenging, but I feel like this is my ultimate, maybe not ultimate step, but a very large uh, step to integrate all the changes that I've done and the healing that um, I've gone through to, to, um, to come out even stronger and to take a really great tool to to take away to my and the rest of my life so i'm really looking forward to it it's going to be very challenging i know but i'm also aware of what can come out well what can come out of it i mean the, the possibilities are infinite but i'm really excited i hope we have another chat after you come out the other side of that <laughs> i'd love to talk again yeah, you look wonderfully well and um, please take care and I send Thank you lots you of love. So much. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I feel really, really grateful to be able to share my humble journey, part of it and, and some words that that could maybe inspiring for someone i i feel really grateful for that so thank you for for inviting me thank you very much for being on the show you're a wonderful woman and a wonderful human being i love you very much i love you sandy <laughs> we all go through dark times when we do we often feel alone this is a safe space for you to come and look for some light. I'm a survivor of an abusive relationship and for a long time I had no voice because I was too scared to speak up and speak out about what was happening to me. I couldn't see a light at the end of the tunnel but when I turned a corner in my life the light started filtering through and I left my old life behind. I am here now to help other women feel seen, heard and valued. I'm reaching out with my light shining on you to help you find your way out of the darkness. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. A note of encouragement. If you are struggling with your mental health, please reach out for support with some form of counselling. If you don't know where to start to find a counsellor, a good place to start is to talk with your doctor. There are also many online counselling supports available. And a word of advice, if the counsellor is not a good fit for you, try another 
and if you need to try another until you have one that is the right fit for you. Tune in again for the Tiara's Tears and Triumphs podcast, helping women who have been hurt to heal and grow, hosted by me, Sandy J. This program provides a safe place to work on inner peace and a strong mindset, spells out how to spot the red flags, advises on ways to stay safe and work on effective safety planning, gives tips on how to look after you when things are tough, teaches empowerment strategies, acknowledges life's challenges and explores ways to meet these challenges head on to go from surviving to rising to striving and finally to thriving. The show includes interviews with other survivors who have come out the other side, who share their stories and insights, as well as interviews with therapists and people working in support roles. I am a survivor and I use my experience and skills to help other women like me. Please listen and be uplifted to rise in this safe space where dignity, kindness and compassion are treasured. And don't forget, if you need some support, I am here for you. I don't want any woman to suffer alone in silence. I don't want any woman to feel oppressed and feel that there is no way out. I want you to know that you can turn a corner. I am a life change facilitator. I help women regain control over their lives. You can find me at sandyj.com.au. Hey now, can you just pause a moment before you go? Because I need you to share your light and leave a review. Can you just take a quick minute to leave a review in iTunes to let other women know this is a show they can trust? It would mean the world to me if you could help shine a light for someone who can't see the light at the end of their tunnel. I need you to do this for someone else who needs some support and encouragement. If you like this show, please subscribe and you will automatically be updated with future episodes when they are released. And please share this podcast with anyone you know who it might help. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Sending you lots of love and light and above all else, wishing you well. You are brilliant. Keep shining. Stay safe, Sandy.